Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. And this week, it is going to be fun because we're kind of veering away from the ultra running world. And we're going to talk with somebody who is a badass runner, just plain period, and a really, really good person that I got to spend some time with at the recent Backyard Ultra. So let's bring in Denise Freeman. Denise, ready to roll for a run? Absolutely. Okay. So Denise hangs out with this really crazy person up in the Fredericksburg area named John Calabrese, who runs everything under the sun. So when you ask Denise as she's ready to go for a run, she tolerates John and John's always on a run. Right, Denise? Yeah, he is. Cool. So how long have you and John known each other? I met John um, in February of 2018 at a race and we became friends and we stayed friends mostly through races like local 5k's and 10k's he had started ultra running at that point but he wasn't into it like he is now he was just getting into it okay and we, yeah, we just remained friends and then I moved far away and uh you know we uh we talked more online after that okay that's wild. So Denise, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do when not running? And you know, who are you? I am currently working as a nursing assistant. I went to school for health and psychology. And right before COVID hit, I decided I needed a break before I went to get my master's degree. I got into just doing some other stuff that I was really unhappy with. I made money, but I wasn't happy. So after high COVID ended, I decided that I wanted to get into the medical field in a different way. And I got a nursing assistance certificate. And I started doing that. And it made me realize that my fear of blood wasn't as, as huge as I thought it was. And I'm currently working, going towards getting my RN. So really? Oh, that's amazing. Now, how long does it take to get your RN? That will depend on if I can do any sort of bridge program um, because I already have my bachelor's in health, but we'll see. I'm not really sure how long it's going to take. I'm probably going to work more towards my LPN right now. I'm in the process of moving in with John Calabrese, so I'm not in school at the moment and the move is final. So Cool. cool. So you're moving to Fredericksburg from Williamsport, right? Yes. Awesome. Well, back to Virginia, you come. That's yes. cool. So I believe my brain is still a little foggy from the backyard, but do you have two kids? Two kids. Yes. Yeah, so okay. 17 and 14. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So is the 17 year old graduating this year or next? This year, she graduates in a week from today. Oh, my gosh. So you have a very busy household. So you're moving and you're graduating a teenager. Yeah, we actually packed the truck up the morning of her graduation and after her graduation we get into it and we drive to virginia wow you're crazy that's, there's there's that's... never rest you you know you you've met me you know who i roll with i, I yeah you don't you there's not any moss growing under your feet no nope. after watching <laughs> you at the at the backyard ultra i was like my goodness this this girl's got some energy man so i am I am the crew pacer extraordinaire. It's a pretty good pair up with him and I. So I will say you definitely have the crew mentality down right. Watching you at Backyard, which was the first time I've seen you crew John. I know you've crewed him in a bunch of races, but you really 
how did you learn the whole crew thing? I mean, where did that start and how did that come about? So it was um, sort of a hot mess. Like in the beginning, I, I did um, MMT with him and um, I had a whole bunch of support cast with that one. We had uh, Ben Nillette and a friend of ours named Jen and she's from New York. She's not a local ultra runner, but they helped me crew him with that, which was fun. Like we all paced with him at some point and okay. crewed him, which was a good time. We also ice crewed him at CNO solo. Um, and then I had an awesome crew chief teacher, Tracy Cooley. Oh my gosh, is, Tracy Cooley. <laughs> wow, you like, can't you can't learn from somebody better than Tracy. Oh my goodness. No, she's the she is like she is uh, everything I do well, I learned from her. So she knows crewing John very well. And um, it was fun. We did. Uh, we crewed him together at the Capitol Backyard Ultra last year. And it was a fun experience. So she's a great she's a great crew uh, teacher, I guess. Okay, that is awesome. Wow. What fun. So the biggest thing I wanted to talk to you about is you're quite a runner in your own regards. So I, have I, you always been a runner? So uh, this year, actually coming up next month, marks 30 years that I've been running. So 30, you're not even 30 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, That's out, of my crazy. 40, out of my 43 years, I've been a runner for 30 of them. Yeah, I, I started running when I was 13. That's amazing. So you started like at freshman year of high school or something or what? Yep. My, my parents told me when I was going into high school, they said, you have to do a sport. And I've been doing softball and I loved it for about four years. But my last year doing it, I was on the, the eighth grade team and I got benched because although I was good with the, the league teams, when you got to the nitty gritty and, you know, put everybody on the more specific team, I really wasn't as good as I thought I was. And so I didn't want to try to try out for softball, which they didn't softball was in the spring anyway my parents wanted me to do a sport for the fall so I looked at what they had at the high school I was going to which was a big school a big sports school and um, I saw cross country and I was like well who can't run so I started that summer running and I, I loved running playing softball and sliding and all that so you know I've fallen a lot and I know how to fall well you know so okay that is awesome <laughs> so you started with cross country as a freshman yep. Yes. Wow. So were, did you enjoy it? Were you successful? I loved from the moment I started running, I was, I'd never run like any sort of distance before I taught myself how to keep going, you know, before I started high school. And then as I started on the team that summer, I got better and um, I, yeah, it was, I was okay at it. Like, I mean, it was, cross country. So they were all five K's and I was mid range, but I was really dedicated. And okay. I ended up doing cross country, winter track, spring track. We did some craziness called summer training, which was basically like band camp for runners. And, um, you know, the coach would take us up into the mountains and we'd run mountains. So, oh, wow, that's awesome. Now, where did you grow up? New Hampshire. Oh my gosh. So you got to run in the New Hampshire mountains. Oh, yeah. So we did. I did White Mountains, Green Mountains, Adirondacks. My first um, races, some of my first races as an adult, um, I did some mountain racing. Really? Because mm -hmm. oh, they've got some stout series up there, don't they? 
So back then, I mean, I've been running for so long. So when I started running again as an adult, like my first adult race wasn't until I was 30 years old. Oh, and really? Wow. I, I thought it was so silly to pay for a race because I've been I've just been running for free. Like, why would I want to pay for anything? That's but awesome. Once I started it, I went into my first 5K as a couch to 5K. I was training somebody. I did a lot of training for the couch to 5Ks for like girlfriends and stuff. Okay. And um, yeah, I I came in and I, I came in like third overall. And I was like, they gave me some little trophy. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I was like, That's I want awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. So, so what is the longest race you've run? The longest distance that I've run was 60 miles. That's the farthest I've run at one time. But the longest, and that was at a, in a pacing somebody, a race. Yeah, I think it's like a, a 50K race. So, okay. yeah, I haven't gone over that yet. I'm doing JFK 50 miler. Are you really? You're going to love it. Uh, I'm ex I'm so excited. Well, I live at the finish of it right now. That's oh, that's right because you're right there in Williamson. Oh my gosh! Yeah, my son goes to the school it finishes at. So are you serious? Yeah, I remember like, that school so well. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I was so glad to see that gym. school. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is. I run over it painted on the ground. It says JFK 50 finish right in front of my son's school. I run over it all the time. They have a place to get a speeding ticket right there. I've gotten lots of speeding tickets right there. Very so well done. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished fast, but it was in my car. So, but finishing fast, fast seems to be something that I would say comes naturally to you. I I've been a mediocre bad guy runner for a long time. I mean, when I was in high school, um, during track and cross country, I mean, I was I was pretty good. You know, I was pretty good with relays, the four by four hundred, four by six hundred, depending on what season we were talking about. I, I did well. Um, I was on, you know, varsity sometimes like as I got older, but um, I was, uh, I did, I did pretty well during cross country too. So it was um, once I became an adult, like I didn't realize that I would do so well because I had just been, you know, running for fun. I mean, we didn't have GPS watches back right. then, you know, yeah. it was, I don't, didn't know how fast I was running. I just knew how long I was running for. So yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, I still think a lot of people should get back to that because we put so much reliance on these GPS watches instead of just going for a run and just, you know, letting your body just do what your body is meant to do and not worrying about what the thing on your wrist says. I know it's really is kind of a crutch. I use it for pacing because I'm very, very, very bad at pacing myself. Okay. I'm kind of I'm not going to lie. I use John for pacing now. Like when I'm out for a run, like him going to these, the races with me, half marathons, marathons, he's my pacer. Like I don't even look at my watch. So you just stay, hang with him and let him push the pace when it needs to be pushed. Yep. He's, he's my support staff. We definitely make a good team bouncing off each other. I will support him on any crazy long distance ultra that he can think up. And I'm okay with it. And I, I love doing it. I'll pace him. You know, I'm, I'm getting better at it. I haven't, I've had some, some unsuccessful moments being a pacer, but I, it's, it's all new for me. So, um, but yeah, as far as like him, he turns around and he paces me for these distance races. And I've got to tell you, this has been a pretty great year for me running wise. So 
Yeah, I wanted to jump a little bit into this year because you've done some pretty outstanding things this year, haven't you? For, yeah, for as long as I've been running, I definitely, some wonderful things have been happening. I um, finally qualified for Boston after I've been doing marathons since 2013, and I came close once before, but I qualified with six and a half minutes. Wow. Um, there and it was a PR by over five minutes. Really? So. That's that's awesome. Was that at one city? That was at one city, yeah. Okay. I know it's Black Forest. I mean, it was three weeks before we had run George Washington's birthday marathon and I intended to qualify for Boston there and I and I I missed it. I think I missed it by a couple of minutes. We okay. it was not a successful race for me. And we turned around and he said try to find another one in the next couple of weeks. And I did. And it was like three weeks later and I PR'd hugely and I credit a lot of that. I mean, obviously to myself, cause it was my feet, but it, without John there, like he pushed me, he helped pace me and it was, it was amazing. You That's know, like, awesome. I, yeah, it was a great, it was a great team effort. Cool. So now you'll file the paperwork and stuff in September when they open it up. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh, for, for this, for this Boston marathon. Yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. John is going to try to qualify for Boston so that. Our, oh, so you can do it together. Yeah. We want to do it together. Cause I grew up watching the Boston marathon coming from New Hampshire. Oh yeah. My, it's gotta be like a race dream bucket race for you. It is. I mean, I, my coach, every marathon Monday would take the, he took all of us girls out of school and took us to Boston he wanted his girls to see that women were fast. Running was a real thing. It was really important. It was a, it's a real sport that women could be out there and they could be successful. He was, he was a great coach. I, I was going to say, a, that's an amazing coach. What a great attitude to get you girls he, out there. Yeah. He's definitely somebody that I cherished, you know, in my life as somebody that really was a good role model for me. And he taught me a lot about being an athlete and, you know, taking care of your body and, and just, really trying to push things as as a female athlete so that's awesome give a shout out to him what's his name oh yeah his name is joey o'neill in new hampshire still last that's year awesome. he the principal or vice principal of my high school and then i think he retired that is so cool i love hearing stories of people who just you know put that belief in you at a young age that you could do something like that that's that's awesome yeah he was he was an amazing coach i the, the boys track coach uh, ran be uh, rode behind them on a scooter and yelled at him. My coach ran with us in the front. So it was different. Yeah, definitely uh, an amazing person to to have known. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so this is going to be pretty special. And I want to share that with John, not just as him coming to support me and watch me, but I want to run it with him. So cool. What is John going to try and BQ at? One city. We're going back. Oh, going back. Okay. Yeah, we, we're doing another, well, we're only doing one more marathon. Ron, John's race schedule is intense, would be putting it very, very mildly. No, insane, insane, insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's <laughs> every, every weekend. He kept finding this hole in our race schedule. And he's like, Denise, we need to do this race this way. So he kept pop, trying to pop a race into this hole he found. It just happened <laughs> to be the, the weekend we were moving. And I kept having to tell him, we're moving that weekend. Remember? Oh, that's right. 
you know, a couple of weeks later, there's a hole in the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just put moving race in there and he'll think it's a race and, and he'll be fine. He won't even think about it. In fact, anytime where you just need a weekend where it's not a race, just put, just make up a name of a race. John will never know. He'll be like, okay, okay. We got that race, but yep. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That yeah, is so awesome. We have one more marathon this year. Um, that's all we could fit in. And um, it's after the cutoff for Boston anyway. Okay. So he'll try to PR. Um, we won't run together. When We always run the, the fast races together. And um, he's going to run without me because his qualifying time is a lot faster than I think I can. Yeah, probably. I was going to say it has to be down <laughs> in like the low threes, maybe twos, right? Yeah, it's like it's like a 310 or something. Maybe okay. a three, about 315, something like that. All right, he can do that. He's he's got the speed, so that'd be that'd be fun. The two of you run in Boston together, so you'll hold Boston entry for twenty twenty five. Yep. So I just have to qualify again, but I okay. have I actually think I'll qualify again um, uh, when we do the Baltimore Marathon because oh cool yeah running with John I I don't ever see me not qualifying having a qualifying pace <laughs> yeah because you've so. run some half marathons pretty fast yeah, with because- John also right. Yeah, we just did one this past weekend, the um, Marine Corps Marathon Historic Half, and so that one was it was a it was a tough race for me. <laughs> yeah, that's got that's got some hills, isn't that? Yeah, one, it was. What do they call it? A uh, hospital hill? Uh, it's got hospital hill in it, but we're we've been you know we met when we first met, we were running around the area all the time, and so that's not like that's not a challenging course for us. Um, I just didn't have the best race day, but it was, we still like it. I still um, came in first in my age group, which was, which was fun. You know, I didn't expect that to happen. That's um, awesome. I'd like to bring some more power next year and see what can happen. But you know, that's, you know, a little bit of time away. I had a, a we had a pretty awesome race in Roanoke um, that was sort of uh, No, we're not saying the name of the race, but you did finish uh, third female. That was exactly, it was, uh, it was, it, it, potentially you know i mean i guess i did but that was yeah that was awesome i mean we've had some really like pretty good successes together you know with him pacing me and was the roanoke half marathon was that your fastest half marathon no um actually i got my pr for a half marathon on the historic half back in 2016 okay um, but the and it, that it wasn't even my fastest roanoke i the last time I did that race on um, the half marathon was back in 2019. And I actually came in third female then too. So, but I crossed in a wheelchair, so it wasn't as fun of a race. Uh, so, you <laughs> cross. Okay. Wait a second. There's a story there. So you crossed in a wheelchair. What happened? So I, I collapsed on the course about maybe a, a less than half a mile, like a quarter of a mile from the finish. I was about ready to round and come down through the chute. And, um, I collapsed, like my muscles, like locked up and all the, 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 like, there's some very serious, like downhills. And that's really what, what gets you is like, it just tears up, you know, your quads, your, your calf muscles, everything gets really beaten up going up and down the mountains on the road. And it was so bad. And this is before I started wearing carbon plated shoes that like, my legs just seized and I, I collapsed. Oh and man. I, there was 10 K girls. I was in second place at the time looking at the first place girl. And, um, uh, that was it. I, I couldn't get up and I was like crawling. These 10 K runners tried to help me up. The official said, you can't touch her. She's, she's in a place to podium. You have to leave her alone. 
And so here I am like crawling, trying to get up. I was able to scrape myself up off the ground. I got passed by the third place girl. um, And then I did finish in third, but I collapsed. Like if you Google, like, or if you go onto their website and look at my race photos, my race photos are literally me collapsing and getting put into a wheelchair. (laughs) You know what? You're just for this podcast. You're just going to have to send me that photo and we're just going to have to put that in there. I will. I'll send it there. Okay. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you know, that's just a classic runner story of leaving everything out on the course. Yeah. There's, I mean, honestly, if you, if you don't like, why did you show up? If you don't, if you don't want to pull it out, put it all out there. That's one thing that I've learned. I, you know, years ago, like I would show up to a race. I got into a very complacent period. um, And I, I would show up and I wouldn't put everything into it. Which, why was I even showing up? I mean, why would I, I'm paying money. I could just right. go for a run and not pay any money or do anything. You know, I'm, I don't care about the metal, you know, why do, if I'm not going to try to put it out there, why am I showing up? So now I, I do, and I, I give 110%, you know, whether it's successful or not. So, yeah, I can tell that about you. You've just got this really special authentic that you're going to go out there and take this serious and, and give it everything you have, you know, and I've only been around you the one time, but, you know, just kind of watching everything you're doing lately, it's, you've got a really neat attitude. And that's kind of what attracted me to having you on the podcast was your attitude is just phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm a go big or go home kind of girl. I, I love to have fun. I adore people. I love to, you know, make new friends and, be supportive of the, my community, um, at large, you know, I like to, you know, motivate the kids. I love going, my kids used to race with me and that was like so much fun. No Um, kidding. That had to been fun. Yeah. I wanted to have like a, you know, my own race crew, you know, my own, my own race team, but you know, they, they got into their own things. So, but yeah, for me, you know, like running is it's, um, that's how I identify. I'm a mom and I'm a runner and yeah. that's what I So this is a great question for you. So you're a single mom? Yes. Work a full-time job? Yes. Still get out there kick ass. I try. And 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 now you're in a relationship with a guy that trains and runs a lot. How yep. do you keep all these things compartmentalized and still do awesome at each one of them because it appears that you're not a slacker in any of these things. No, I, I have every intention to live every single moment of my life to the fullest at all times. And I mean, John's telling me, he's like, you never, he's like, you need to sleep. I was like, but I'm not tired. I just want to keep going. I wasted some time during my life. And, you know, although I have identified as a runner, like since I was very young, there was certain moments in my life that like weren't the best and I don't want to waste any more seconds in my life, like not doing everything. So, you know, I want to, I want to live all the moments to the the best that I can. I just, I'm, I'm a happy person, I guess. And I, I want to, I want to share it with everybody. You know, I want everybody else to feel that too, as best I can. So where did you develop this live life to the full attitude? Where did that come from? 
So, I mean, it, it really started like when I was young, like I, I, I wanted, I just, I, there was so much that I wanted to do and I, I didn't want to stop. Like I wanted to keep going and the, I had a really bad experience a couple of years ago and I, I just had some, some troubles with my, my, my family, my, my children. And it, it got me really down and I gave up, I gave up on a lot of things. I gave up on running. COVID had happened. It was right. You know, I had a really good race year in 2019, but my life sort of crumbled and fell apart that year in a big way. And, um, I, I like gave up on everything and I'd never done that in my entire life. I'd always, you know, no matter what I was going through, I, I barreled ahead. I stayed positive, happy. I went through some really serious stuff, stuff when I was younger with divorce and like really like negative things that happened with my ex-husband becoming a single mom and working multiple jobs and living in Washington, DC, a lot of like, you know, adversity, but I'd never fell apart like I did after 2019. And I almost died. And when I, John and I started talking again online, like we just started like chatting back and forth after I'd moved, I pulled out of something that was, that was killing me. And um, I don't ever ever want to see anything like that, you know, of myself or anybody that I know, again, if I can be there for anybody to try to, you know, help them get through a tough spot, like I would. Yeah, John was, uh, he was a really like, he didn't intend to be or he didn't mean to, but he, he saved my life. I was, I literally was dying. There was nights that I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it through the the full night. So Yeah. So you battled life really hard in 2020. Yeah, 2020 and 2021 was dark. Uh, very dark. Yeah, I I was drinking a lot and it really was um I was ruining my life. I I you know, ruining my body, my mind, my life. I I'd never been so negative or, you know, out of shape or just miserable in my entire life and I didn't care what I was doing to myself. I didn't matter that like, you know, I, I was figured, you know, well, I moved near my family so that if I died, then like my kids would have somebody. I mean, these thoughts crossed my mind on a regular wow. basis. And I, I just didn't care. I just kept, I just kept going with thinking that my days were numbered and that it was done and everything was over. And then I randomly commented on a picture. John had, was either had just done or was about to do, I think he was about to do devil dog. And I, made some comment and he immediately I got a message in my inbox he's like oh hey and um, we just started chatting and you know we talked every night and he never asked me to quit drinking or do anything he was just my friend like he always was and it changed I can't really tell you how or explain you know have a really great explanation but he was just there when I needed somebody and I I really do owe that experience to the life that I have now because I just stopped drinking. I stopped. I never went back. You know, I don't care what anybody else does in their life if they, you know, choose to do. But for me, it's like I had drank the last drop of alcohol that I was ever going to drink. I drank enough. There was nothing back there for me. There was, it was everything in the past was, was back there. Everything in the future it was so bright and beautiful and there was, there was so much of it and I just wanted to live and I never wanted to, to stop. 
So that is beautiful. See, that's the power of what happens when one person stops the, you know, we're all in this hustle, bustle, chaotic world. And when one person identifies that, hey, this person just needs a friend and, you know, not anything beyond that, but just to have somebody to voice the, the darkness to and be able to overcome the darkness. And that's, that's what happened in your life is John, John was that one person who took the time to say, hey, this person's in trouble. And he probably didn't even do it consciously, but because of the person he is, because he's had his own dark times that he had to overcome, I think he identified it and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help this one person live again. He did tell me that like he'd had a crush on me for a long time. And he's like, oh, you knew that though. And I said, no, I didn't. And I think, you know, it, it, you're, you're very right. You know, he, whether he meant to or not, because he always told me he wasn't there to tell me what to do. I could do whatever I wanted to do, but he cared about me when I didn't care about myself. And yeah. it, it just, I fell in love with him during that time, just for the person that he was and he was, I'd always like, I'd always valued him as a friend. I thought he was an amazing dad, just a really fun person. And, you know, we never had gotten the opportunity because I had been dating somebody else back when we first met to, you know, really spend much more time with him other than running. He had actually joined this group that I was in called Fast Fred. And he had joined with them because he was hoping that we'd get some runs in together way back then. And we never did. Every time he showed up, I didn't because <laughs> it just That's worked funny. out that we thought that we would just kind of like, we would just get together. We'd be, he, I'd see the light and I'd see that he was awesome and that we would form some sort of bond together back then. But it just, it didn't. It The way it worked out is I, I, I moved away, got, you know, into a, a bad depressing spot in my life. And then, you know, I was two and a half hours away when I used to be 20 minutes away. And honestly, like it, sometimes things work out that way and we ended up together anyway. So yeah. timing is everything, isn't it? It is. It is. It's crazy. You, you can't plan for some things in life. They just kind of have to happen organically, I guess, maybe as a surprise. This was a happy surprise. He's an amazing person. I jumped into this crazy like ultra world, although I'm not I don't consider myself an ultra runner. I guess I, I am. I do run them. I, mean, I was going to say, them, you've run the distance. You're an ultra runner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do. I run it often. Like everybody's like, I'm like, no, I'm not an ultra runner. I'm just a runner. But I mean, I run ultra distances on a regular basis. So I guess I, I am. <laughs> you are. You are. And you're an amazing person. And I'm so glad you chose to live again. Yeah, I, I am too. That was, I was going to miss out on a lot. And now I'm not. And I'm never, ever going to take any moment for granted. I don't care if I lose some sleep because I'm trying to get something else done. That's more important. I mean, sometimes I work 16 hour days, you know, nursing and you know, healthcare. They need people. They need people that care about people. And I, I enjoy like being one of those. Plus, you know, there's all the running. I mean, yeah. who's going to take care of the, who's going to take care of the, the streets and the CNO and the mountains? Exactly. I mean, yeah, somebody has to do that. So yeah, we're, and you do it so well. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Denise, this has been an absolute blast talking to you and just getting to know you a little bit better. I'm so intrigued by your story. And it's not it's more than just a running story. I really think 
you know, we chatted on Messenger, you know, it's it's not so much the running, it's just you've got that something inside of you that says you want to live life with no regrets and just go out and see what the world has to offer you. And yeah, and you're giving I, back amazingly. I really want to continue on in nursing because all I want to do, I want to feel satisfied in life and I don't want to do anything that doesn't make me satisfied. I want awesome. all the things that I do, whether it's work, which I spend half my life doing, or if it's with my kids or with my partner who, you know, I finding somebody like John that we have so much in common running wise and life wise. I mean, we have, we share a lot of the same values and that's, that's what I want out of life. I want to be happy. And I want to give of myself to others. And I want to take everything in that I can. That That's amazing and beautiful. So that is awesome. So you've got somebody who's getting ready to crew slash pace their first person at an ultra marathon, whether it's their significant other or just a really good friend. And they're getting ready to crew an ultra marathon. What's the number one thing that you would tell them to ensure they do? So personally, not for the runner personally, that to ensure that they're able to give to their runner. So, oh, okay. This is very important. This is, this is the only thing that you need to know if you are going to pace somebody or if you're going to cruise somebody, you need to take advantage of the moments that you can get sleep. Because if you think that you're going to be able to crew somebody all night long or God forbid, crew them and then pace them, you have to get sleep and it can't be for 15 minutes and it can't, you need to get some real sleep time when your runner is doing their running. You need to sleep on a, you know, in a sleeping bag, rolled up on a, you know, cot, anywhere that you can make it happen in your car. Because if you are not at your you don't have to be hundred percent, but if you're done at like 75, 80%, when you go out to pace that person, you're a liability. If you are not rested enough, you're sleep running. You're no longer helping your runner out who's also sleepwalking because they've been going for 20 hours or 15 hours or whatever is it at when you join them, you have to be fresh. You have to be ready to, to take care of that person. And if if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not doing them any service. And no amount of caffeine, pill, or shot is going to keep you awake to do what you need to do when you're helping somebody else out. So you think that you're you're being selfish trying to get some rest, but you're being selfish by not getting the rest because you can't help them. Exactly. Wow, that was fantastically put, Denise. Couldn't have ended that any better than right there. This has been such a joy to have you on. Thank you well, so thank much you for so spending much. some time. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I, I really enjoyed the time that I got to spend with you at the Backyard Ultra and meeting you in general. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time on Living an Ultra Life.